Hello and welcome to the Great Finders Netball Association podcast round six. Brooke Nindorf and Alex Stratford with you. Thanks for joining us all today to get all your net, netball info. Might be for your own personal use, <laughs> might be collecting information for another show maybe. But how are you, Alex? Recovered from the weekend? Yes, I have, definitely. It, um, yeah, it's been a long week, but I'm ready for the weekend to come around again. Yes, I'm um, still recovering, I think, from <laughs> the <night>. weekend, <laughs> Saturday night. Just to just remind Alex, if I ever ask for a surprise drink at the bar, do not <laughs> let me do it. Um but uh, we've had some good uh, listens on the podcast app, uh, Alex. Yes. I was looking at the uh, Spotify, having a look at our listens, and we average about 100 a week. So, you know, we're not Hamish and Andy just yet, <laughs> but by the end of the season, we might just be uh, knocking them off the perch. So um, thank you to everyone that is listening and uh, for, uh, for the Great Finders podcast. Now, let's have a look at last weekend's games. First one, Tummy Bay 49 defeated Ellison Districts 30. And first of all, just a quick mention to say our thoughts are with the Elliston community and the Elliston Districts Club. Um, they received some pretty tragic news about the loss of a community member on the morning of the games, and so they were playing under some pretty sad circumstances. So that scores absolutely no reflection on the Elliston Districts team. Um, they had girls who I think some of them were playing their third game of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most had played our reserves in the game beforehand, so it was going to be a big ask for them to come out and beat Tumby. So um, as Kate Baker said, it was a challenging juggle, not just in the A grade, but right across the board, um, particularly yeah. with the, the seniors and the football as well. Um, challenging juggle, but she's very proud of the girls' efforts to band together and, and play wherever needed. So well done to them. And Carly said it as well, credit to them. Um, they did play well and, and well done to the girls that took the court numerous times throughout the day. Um, Alex, you started in goals, swung back into goals after uh, your defence um, yeah. stint against Ramblers. You were standing uh, Kelsey. How'd you go? Yeah, she's bloody good at what she does. Um, reads the ball very well um, and, yeah, can just almost make you fall for what she wants you to do. So, yeah, I definitely felt like she's a very tough competitor out there. Um, luckily, I had good old eyes. She took most of the shots for me. I'm just another feeder in the goal ring with her. But, no, it was a very good game, um, a tight tussle. And, yeah, you said it all. Like, um, it was quite eerie on Saturday with all the Elliston players out. And, um, yeah, you could tell it definitely dampened the mood. But we were definitely thinking of them. And, yeah, they played a very good game considering it was some of their second and third. And it was a pretty close game in the first half. I think it was only a goal at the first quarter break and then maybe sort yeah. of it sort of blew out to sort of maybe eight or nine at, at half time. Um Renee Birkin had a really good run out at wing defence. Um, Maisie, Marty and Taylor all came on at half time and gave it a red hot crack. I thought Claire Daniel, it was good to see her um, yeah. play. Um, she had a good crack against Carly, like Carly's experience out there. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, she got knocked down a couple of times and got straight back up again. So um, that was good to see from, uh, from young Claire. But like I said, it was pretty close in the first half. But, you know, when you've got to play quite a few games beforehand... Yeah. Um, you just haven't got the legs to run it away with it in the end, which uh, which Tumby did. So definitely won't be like that next time that uh, that no. those two teams meet. Then in the next game, um, Cummins Capini forty defeated E United twenty seven. Now Alex, I haven't actually heard anything about this game unfortunately, oh. but um, a lot bigger margin than I thought it would be. Yes. So um, yeah. Cougars would be pretty happy to have that win on the board though, and I think this will help them moving forward with their confidence now. I did a little bit of sussing out to see what I could find out about this game. Um, you haven't heard any goss of so what, what happened with this no, game? I was about to ask if Millsy was back or not. I don't think she is yet. You know, the old girl's calf muscle. Uh, <laughs> I think she'll be out for a little bit. But 
I'm not sure if Nadia maybe had an injury in the last quarter. They had to make some changes. Um, Elise Fatchen was in at wing defence and then she was goal defence. And then it looked like she went to goal attack about halfway through yeah. the last quarter. So it makes me think something happened maybe with Nadia. Mm. Cougars went for a different tact as well. Yep. Starting Sarah Laurie in wing attack. Ooh, Sarah. Yep. <laughs> and Hannah and Jack played goals together in the first half. Yep. Then Jack went into centre in the second half. So there's only one goal at the first break, five at half time. Then those changes that Cougars made, Billy Thompson went to wing attack. Sarah back into goals and Bree Shepherd on in wing defence and um, team to work and they ran away with the game. So maybe Nadia just wanted to jump over and watch the footy. United would have their first win. Definitely, maybe she did. She was like, I'm going to uh, do something here to go and <laughs> celebrate with the boys. But well done to the uh, the Saints boys for uh, for getting their their first win in quite a number of days. I'm sure uh, there was quite a big celebration. I hear the club rooms open and yep. everything, and they all went back. So uh, yeah, well done to. Uh, to them, it's great to uh, hear that, particularly when, you know, they're looking at um, not having the Air United Saints as they are um, as of the end of this season. So, um, and then into the last game, which was the closest one of the round. Lock 57 defeated Ramblers 52. Um, sounds like this would have been quite a good game, actually. Kate Pilgrim was out sick for, for Ramblers, so she could have been that five-call difference there yes. um, for, for Ramblers. Lock had a really good start, though. They were 10 goals up at the first break and making the most of any turnovers that Ramblers had. Ramblers also started with a different goalie combo to what they've been running with the first few games. They started off with Lacey Monet and Abby Darlitz in goals. So I think this is the first time they've tried the combo this year that I know of. Um, Michaela Richo came in at the second quarter. Then it was much closer. Um, they were down by 12 still at half time, but managed to sort of stem the bleed. Ramblers then had a really good third quarter, pegging back eight goals. So there's only four goals in it going into the last quarter. Lisa Burrows, um, to coach Lisa's in this one, Lisa Burrows said that Locke sort of let themselves down in the third quarter. Some bad passes, not enough shooting opportunities and um, that Ramblers were now having. Locke have been having these really good strong starts and then they've just got that one quarter where they let the other team back in. But yeah. I guess that's sort of showing that they hold on when they need to. So, so Ramblers got within two and had a few opportunities to score in the last but couldn't. Um, Locke stepped up again with their de- defensive pressure all over the core, which they're really good at doing. Lacey Manane stayed in goal shooter all game, um, so trying something there. Lisa Richo said that she only got better as the game went on. Um, apparently the Locke goalies well and truly had the upper hand in the first quarter, but then the Ramblers defenders um, with Kira and Paige worked a lot better for the final three quarters and put on some uh, some really great defensive pressure. So Lisa Burrows, always strong at goal shooter, had a great game. And Lisa Richo thought that Kira um, Simons, who was standing there, had a great game as well. It was a really good tussle to watch with both having their moments throughout the game where they would get the upper hand. Um, Jordan Sudden was really strong at wing attack and, and delivered some really beautiful passes into Lisa. So really hard to stop um, when they play like that, Lisa Richo was saying. so. And Caitlin Benny as well. She's been playing um, really well through the centre when she uh, she came back on for, uh, for Ramblers. Now, Alex, when Caitlin Benny is playing... I find it really hard to be on the court next to her as well because they call her Benny too. Oh. So the other week I kept hearing Benny, Benny, <laughs> Benny and I thought they were t- talking to me. So, um, yeah, so Caitlin Benny uh, through the centre there for Ramblers has been doing really well too. Um, let's have a look at this week, round six. Uh, Ramblers have got the bye. Um, Ellison Districts versus E United at Elliston. Um, Nikki Schubert will be back in for Ellison District. She's had a bit of a, a hip flexor injury. Um Sitting in the tractor, apparently. Oh. Um, so 
hopefully that's going all right. And Rosie Rom, um, she was going to test her knee out at training this week and, and see how she goes before making the call about playing there. So I think, yeah, like I said, Melinda might still be out for E United. Not sure if Sasha's back in either. Haven't heard um, who they've got there, if Elise Fatchin's still in. Um, but I think if Ellison Districts have got their full side, um, yeah. it'll be very hard to hard for E United to uh, to beat. Nadia and Nikki um, will be a really good matchup, depending Absolutely. on what Nadia did, whether yeah. she was just going to watch the football or whether she <laughs> does have a, a legitimate injury. So, you know, Tegan Hull, she played in goals on Saturday for, uh, for Ellison Districts, filled in there. She probably go back through the centre court, depending on if, if Rosie comes back in or not. Um, Lorena Hebman, she's been really strong through the centre court and will be a really good matchup on, on Marty Hanrahan too. So, um, yeah, but I think Ellison at home, Ellison Districts at Ellison will be a little bit too strong. I definitely agree with you there, Brooke. Um, I think it will be a tough game in some spots. United will definitely apply that pressure. But, yeah, I just think that Ellison will definitely have the upper hand throughout the game. All right, let's head to Tumby Bay versus Locke at Tumby. Uh, no ins and outs for Tumby um, at this stage. Locke missing Whitney still out on the tractor. This week, we've got a lot of good, really good matchups down the court. Summer Cave and Lisa Burrows, both really tall and strong in that ring there. Um, Taryn Benke up against Courtney Hull. Marty Mass and Millie Morton, the M&Ms there. Um, <laughs> Ilka Stone and, and Jasmine Pierce. Maybe Tanya Havner as well. She's been re- doing really well in defence there. So I think this will be the closest game Tumby Bay will have so far. Tumby's yeah. been able to sort of run away with games, not taking away from the game last week against Ellison District. We're not going to count that one. Um, not saying that they're going to win, but this will be the, the closest game, um, win yeah. or lose. So both sides have been having really good starts to the game. And as I mentioned before, Locke has sort of had that one quarter where they, they drop off or, or let the other team get back in. So they, want, they won't want to do that this week. Um, I think it will also come down to who is the most accurate under the ring because both sides have been doing some really great um, defensive work all the way down the court, starting from the defence end, but also um, the attackers from both sides are really good with their defensive pressure. So I think they just need to make sure they score from it whenever they do get these these turnovers, um, and I think that'll be the team that doesn't uh, buckle under the pressure and will be the one that wins. So I think the game will be under five goals, um, whatever way it goes here yeah. at Tumby. I definitely think it'll be a very physical game up and down the court, Brooke. Um, I think there'll be good matchups, like you said. I definitely agree there. Um, I think we've, yeah, both prepared as teams to play each other, and it will be very tight, like you said. Where, um, yeah, we one to watch if anyone's in Tumby. Yes, definitely one to watch there. Um, and the last game at Kaku, United Jelena are hosting Cougars. Um, United Jelena looking forward to having Sarah Dyer back in the side. She will give them uh, a lot of control in that centre uh, goal third. Um, she feeds and directs really well into the goalie, so she'll be a good match-up against um, maybe Jet, depending what way Cougars go, if they go with that mm, goalie combo. So they have got the versatility of, of Sarah in wing attack there as well, or maybe the young ones through that centre in, in Billy Thompson or Bree Shepherd. Um, not sure on Cougars' ins and outs, though, if they've got the full side or not. Alicia's looking forward to having a full side and having the rotations <laughs> off of the bench as well. So, um, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what way Cougars go first with their goals. Do they start like they did last weekend with Hannah and Jack, or will they go straight to Sarah? Um, Jasmine Francis has got the height there for United Atlanta to try and combat Sarah. We might see Maya Glover go to Hannah Green. Um, Abby Cash has been shooting really well for United Atlanta, and she'll probably get Jessica Vanderbrock and... Um, Holly Paul or Alicia Skinner um, on Holly Gale there. So um, Holly Fegat um, for United Atlanta as well. Uh, 
she's uh, could go run through the centre or go to a, a wing um, and take uh, young Bria or Billy through that centre as well. So um, Alicia said, it, and I think too as well, that if United and can play their own sort of controlled game, which they have been doing at certain points in these games, um, they've been having sort of quarters where they're playing well and then let the team they're playing against uh, get out um, with a big margin. Uh, if they value possession and turnovers, they they can get their first win. They're just going to have a bit of belief in themselves. But Cougars have also now got this belief after their win last week and have got that confidence moving forward. So I think uh, confidence is a big thing when it comes to games early on in the season. So they've both got some pretty young players there um, for them. So should be a, a good game out at Kaku. All right, let's go to the shout-out segment of the podcast and Alex, we had one sent through to the Great Finders Facebook page, which you can do if you would like to send through a shout out. I um, was hoping some would come through and one did. Um, thanks to Samara Fisher who has sent this through. She'd like to say a big shout out for this week is Tara and Ava Brace, the mother-daughter duo playing for Ellison District in the B grade this year, which I did see. Ah. I saw them uh, carving up. They're not even playing together. They're playing goals together as well. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, well done to them. And last year we saw uh, Tash and Paige Dillon yes. doing that for Tumby Bay. So um, it's good to see uh, the uh, mother-daughter combo once again. So make sure you send through those uh, those combos for the shout-out section. Now, Alex, also I want to give a shout-out. This week has been National Volunteer Week. And we just thought we'd give a shout-out to all volunteers in general. Um, we weren't, we're not going to name names, but just everyone that volunteers – the amount of hours, the volunteer hours that you need just to run a Saturday, let alone everything in the lead up to a Saturday, is massive. So if you see a volunteer today, which will be pretty much everyone out at Netball, <laughs> um, make sure you give them a bit of a thank you. And, uh, you know, we've got umpires, we've got timekeepers, we've got trainers, we've got coaches. Um, so big thank you to them uh, as part of National Volunteer Week, but all the time as well. Um, just a quick mention again, the regional carnival day has changed the 21st to the 28th, as we have mentioned. This weekend, the uh, 13s Div 1 and 2 and 15s Div 1 and 2 have got training on Sunday. So they've got a sausage chisel lunch provided, Alex, which I'm sure you're no. devastated to be missing. Oh. And then uh, 17s and seniors will train on uh, Monday night. So, um, And Alex, sponsors again, you want to give a shout out to sponsors, how they can get involved? Yeah, so um, if you're willing to jump on board as a sponsor this year for the Great Flinders Netball Association, uh, feel free to send a message through to the page. Um, you can message myself or Brooke, anyone that you know, just to pass the message on. Just let them give me email and I can flick a letter through. Um, it's great recognition for your business um, or just yourself. Um, over in Adelaide, they go on the buses, you'll get a big shout out over in the games in Adelaide, in Lincoln, at the Peddler Cup. Um, so, yeah, it's actually really good recognition and I think it's a good opportunity to jump on board if you want to support the girls. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, they can use all the support that they can get because it is an expensive process Absolutely. to get teams to Adelaide. Now, I'm not sure how, you know, back in the day, back at the Great Yarmouth High School, whether they sent teams to Adelaide for Country Carnival. But uh, we're on to the netball rules for young ladies, Alex, and... Uh, I know you like you were very excited to hear what was coming this week. Rule number four was that everyone will gently throw the ball to their friends. Rule number five, ladies that are pushing, running or scrambling will be sent off the field in disgrace. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> so 
I think there's been a few ladies in the past that have been sent off the court in disgrace. Um, not for scrambling. Not for scrambling, no. Um, and for running. Yeah. I mean, I like that rule. If, if, uh, if I get sent off for running, I think that's a good idea. I'd run all the time if I could be sent off in disgrace. Um, but pushing, there's a bit of pushing happening. Oh, it's still. definitely a contact sport. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I wonder how long, if it's a, if it's a 10-minute you know, send off yeah. the field. It says field too. It's not even a court. It's a field. Um, or if it's a five minutes or if you're off for the rest of the game, not sure. I'll have to get in touch with Barbara Gant <laughs> and see what uh, what that rule is there. So, um, yeah, you'll be sent off in, the, in disgrace if you push, run or scramble. That's to you, Alex, this week. Do not get sent off in disgrace. I'll try my best. <laughs> have you asked about anyone's health yet? ask how you're going but not really how's your health okay what about your gloves have you worn gloves yet no not yet i'm still waiting for erica to wave that handkerchief too all right we'll have to get her on to that one uh alex thank you very much for joining us on the no podcast worries. today i'm brooke neindorf and i'm here if you need